At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back for our third and final hour on Prime Time Action. Still a lot to get to. We'll have C and Ajad joining us in about 15 minutes, talking all things Tour Championship, maybe some NFL as well. Uh, Tour Championship, final leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs starting on Thursday. But for now, we'll uh, update the rest of the scores here, get back into some of our NFC North uh, receiver player props. Things starting to heat up, though. We're getting late into some of these uh, baseball games. Will I get a, a double winner video night, Matt, or will it be one I'm, of each? We'll, I'm feeling find very out. confident, and they let him come out. They like Max Fried come out for the eighth. I Four pitch am walk, never going to... Still. I mean, I'm never going to question a major league manager, because I've never done it, but I mean... He's at 81 it, pitches. It just seems, seems a little... I mean, like, why? You know, you're at five runs. Yeah. Also, why not? You're up fine. Yeah, you're like you're like leave him in. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> this has been so nice and easy. Let's just get let's just get this thing home. Um, so yeah, six one game there in the going into the bottom of the eighth. We'll see how long the leash is for Max Fried, who is uh, only at eighty one pitches. Just had a four pitch walk that'll lead off that bottom of the eighth. They got to have the uh, team total under two and a half. So a little bit of a sweat because uh, you know not one long ball and, and, and you lose. Blue Jays just tied up one one. Blue Jays there tied it up. in the top of the third. All right, Kelly. Rest of the scores. We've got a lot. Yeah, I'll start with the Mets and Yankees. Yankees uh, leading this one right now. Two to one. We are in the top of the sixth inning. Two out, man on first for the Mets. If you want to hop in live, Yankees minus 285 on the money line. Mets plus 225, six and a half your total. Braves up to six to one on the Pirates right now. Uh, just a live total being dealt eight and a half there. 
you could take four and a half runs with the Pirates at plus 180 if you'd like to do that. Reds and Phillies, that game three apiece, bottom of the sixth. Phillies minus 380, though, live on the money line right now. Reds plus 299 and a half, your live total. Orioles, three to two lead over the White Sox. Bottom of the sixth, Orioles minus 285 on the money line. White Sox plus 225, seven and a half year total. Giants with a three to nothing lead over the Tigers now. Uh, that game is in the top of the seventh. Thank you. Top of the seventh. Now bottom of the seventh. Sorry. Nine to one. You can get live on the Tigers if you want to hop in. Four and a half year total. Rays with a three to one lead over the Angels. That game in the top of the seventh wow. inning. Rays minus twelve hundred live. Uh-oh. Angels plus seven hundred. Oh! Five and a half the total. What a catch. What, what a got, gaff in this Mets-Yankees game by the Yankees oh. defense. Alonzo stumbles coming around third, tries to put on the brakes to get back to third. The guy that was on second was going to third because he thought Alonzo yeah. was going. And then they end up getting nobody. They, and and Alonzo he scores. scores. Yes, they end up getting no one <laughs> and Alonzo oh, scores to tie the game. Saw the hit into the gap, but then I didn't see yeah. what happened after that. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr. with a leaping catch deep into the right center field gap to prevent a, an assured run. Yeah, getting another look at the – so Alonzo with the – oh, he basically starts – they waved him around third, but then he kind of <laughs> stripped. Yeah, so he had to put the brakes on. He was on. doing his best Vogelback impression, and then he – and then they just booted it in the outfield because then he – I don't know what even happened. The ball was just loose and – I. It was yeah. a poor, poor, poor decision to try and get the guy at because there was two outs, so they thought they were going to try to get the yeah. guy at second and cut the runoff, and instead they get no on-run scores. And, Rue, and then Montes is now out, 2-2 game, bottom of the sixth. And so in a game, especially two where like the Braves are in, uh, they're in a lot, they're in dominant control here, six-one game, bottom of the eighth. A Braves win plus a Yankees win tonight, and you'd have that division down to two games into the NL East. Mm-hmm. So I, things uh, things tightening up. And speaking of teams in the NL East. Just as, just as we thought, like, oh, Nick Lodolo takes a no-hitter into the sixth. <laughs> Gives up a run, puts on runners on the corners, and then JT Realmuto with a two-run triple. And just like that, you, if, you, if you had the under eight in this game, you were like coasting, nothing, nothing through five. It is now 3-3, bottom of the sixth, and Lodolo is out of the game. So, couple more games yeah. to update. Cardinals with a one to nothing lead over the Cubs. That game is into the fourth inning right now, top of the fourth. Their live numbers currently off the board. Astros with a one to nothing lead over the Twins. Bottom of the third in that game. Astros minus four seventy five. Twins plus three fifty six and a half. Your total. Uh, Blue Jays and Red Sox one one. As Matt said earlier, live numbers in that one. Blue Jays minus one forty. Red Sox plus one ten. Nine and a half is your total. Diamondbacks and Royals scoreless. That came in the top of the fourth. If you wanted to jump in live, Diamondbacks minus 130. Royals even money. Five and a half your total. And the Rangers with a three to nothing lead over the Rockies. Bottom of the second uh, there at Coors. Rangers minus 300. Uh, Rockies plus 235. 11 and a half your total. The the Dylan Cease performance here it gives up the three-run shot to Mountcastle in the first inning. He is... He's he's still working on a two hitter. <laughs> like it, it's the the single, the walk, the homer that in was the it. first inning, and that's it. One so, other hit, but uh, that is that's what we're working with here. So the that is rough. Single walk homer all in the first inning, 
and uh, he's losing three to two. Right they just now. they just panned on the TV broadcast to a just miserable looking Tony. He's doing the signs. He's like, he's just like all life has been sucked out of him. Um, also, Nolan Arenado, twenty sixth homer of the year to break uh, break open the scoring, and Tyler O'Neill, two run homer in the top. So two there homers for the Cardinals. Cubs at least. I mean, the Cubs got a game, yeah. which is you know. At more than point, anyone thought. More than anybody thought, but <laughs> it's not like uh, we're getting much help there for our Brewer NL Central. This place. note from uh, downstairs, our fine director, Jeremy Wangle, Cubs with the fourth lowest ERA since the All-Star break. Second lowest. Sorry, Jeremy, you screwed up your oh, Second lowest really ERA good fun fact. in the majors. Thanks, Jeremy. Jeremy's had, Jeremy gives us great fun facts every night. Actually, yeah. everybody's contributing. Isaiah Wrinkle, really Jeremy Wangle. I made a preseason bet again, guys. Uh-oh. Okay. News-based bet here. Do tell. Uh, yeah, the uh, Cowboys-Seahawks game. So after Seahawks practice today, DK Metcalf told reporters he is, quote, supposed to be playing Friday at Dallas. Uh, this is from Greg Bell, covers mm-hmm. uh, the Seahawks. Shaping up as Seahawks ones playing more. Geno Smith and Drew, Drew Locke splitting time early with the ones in the preseason finale, then Locke playing the rest of the game. And then McCarthy uh, for uh, the Cowboys today, telling uh, reporters after practice that the team will work its starters as much as possible in padded practice this week. If all goes to plan, they will play two exhibition games Thursday. Uh, what is this? Wednesday and Thursday night, I guess it would be. Uh, with the starters, with the goal being that the starters will not play in the preseason finale on Friday night against the Seahawks. So, little news-based bet. I'm just okay. going off of what reporters are having to say right now about how those two teams are shaping up for Friday night's game. Seahawks laying four to four and a half is what you're going to find right now. Pretty much market-wide now. I think there was yeah. one four still out there, at least in the in the Nevada books, seeing four and a half basically everywhere. And if people were wondering why Matt and I were exchanging kind of rye <laughs> <laughs> bemused glances. Uh, Max Free gives up just a little, excuse me, bloop single. And now there's runners at the corners, two outs, bottom of the eight. Oh, I got to switch back to the game. The sweat is on. Yeah, Kelly, you got to get that. Get off the TV, Yankees. And it's and Newman again. Oh, yes, if Newman can do it. <laughs> Kevin Newman can do it to you. It's Newman again. Oh, oh terrible swing, go. too. There we go. This is the guy you want up, apparently, Kevin Appar- Newman. Uh, apparently so. Yeah, oh. it's like Kelly. Get that, get that game back on right this instant. <laughs> get that you? horrible Yankee, yeah, Yankees Mets game off my Mets. screen. Nobody, let me get this Pirates oh, game on. So Braves, Pirates, and a six-one game. That's the game we really, uh, we really care about. Um, so let's get through the rest of these uh, receiving props before we uh, do before we move on here from the NFC North because there are some interesting ones. And I did pull up the rushing plus receiving prop that we do have available on Aaron Jones, which we'll get to at the end here. Uh, but Justin Jefferson, thirteen hundred. 50 and a half on the receiving yards. Oh, free gets out. Oh, there, anyway, go. there we go. There we go. Three outs away. Three, 1,350 on the re- and a half on the receiving yards for Justin Jefferson. Nine and a half on these touchdowns. Darnell Mooney, your second leading receiver on, at least by the yards, 950 and a half, only five and a half on the touchdowns. And then I know the one you guys have been doing the deep dive into, Thielen, Adam. Thielen, 750 and a half on the receiving yards, seven and a half on his touchdowns. Pretty much every projection system out there has Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup as your top two yardage guys on the season. It kind of, it'll toggle back and forth between Jefferson and Cup, but majority of them have both of those guys. Majority of them have them over this 1,350 number. Again, that is assuming health, and that is what's what's baked in here. If you kind of look at what we're, what we're going to deal with here, if you have... Jefferson in that like 105 to 110 reception ish range, then
then he should easily get there on this on this 1350. Mm-hmm. If he underperforms from what people think he's going to be and he's more in the like 90-ish reception range, 85 to 90, it'll be close. You know, it'll 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 be close. It just kind of depends on how many explosive plays he has in those receptions and if he and if he vastly underperforms from a reception standpoint and he's more in the 80 to 80 to 85-ish range, then he's not going to get there with this. So it really just depends on kind of what you're what you believe is the trajectory for this pass offense for for this Viking squad. If you believe that he's going to be one of the he- most heavily targeted, most heavily uh, have the most one of the most receptions in the entire league, then you're going to play the over on this, and you just understand that sometimes people get hurt, and it is what it is. But if you think that hey man, people are blowing this out of proportion, Adam Thielen's still going to steal a bunch of targets, they're going to run the ball a whole lot more. What if there's a scenario and this team is just way way better than everyone thinks, and they got big leads in a bunch of games, right? And they're and and they're running clocks out and and, and different stuff like that. So there are scenarios where he doesn't get there, but there is. I, I think that the volume alone gets Jefferson very, very, very close to this number, if not exceeding it by a couple hundred yards. Yeah. I love the feeling over. Feeling over. Seven, this one really jumped out to me when I was putting these together last night. Seven, 750 and a half yards for Adam Thielen. I mean, yeah, he's getting a little longer than the tooth, and he's had some injury problems, and that's always going to be a concern. But I, I, don't, I don't think you can bet stuff like this with that really in mind. And this is – but this, this is what fifty yards a game for him. Basically, we're asking him to do. Um, yeah, I don't know that. That I think with how this offense sets up, it's going to be so much Jefferson and Thielen. Matt, like we were talking about this during the break, it's not really like that third, fourth option that we know of right away that we expect to t- steal many targets. So I don't yeah. know, that Thielen number is real it. low to me. I might bet that actually. Go ahead and bet it. Aaron Jones, 1,300 and a half is combined rushing and receiving guards for those who are wondering on that one. Uh, we'll transition to some golf. Welcome in our guys, C and Ajad on the other side here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on primetime action. Just a couple of quick uh, baseball updates before we welcome in our guy, Sia Dejad. It is a five-spot, Matt, for the Blue Jays. Top of the third against the Red Sox. So 5-1 there uh, for Toronto and still batting, by the way. Uh, runners on the corners. Two outs. Ever since you uh, you wanted to put this game on in studio, Matt, it's just been an explosion. For, for the baby Jays. Actually, they're not baby anymore. Just, the, anymore. just the Blue Jays. The junior yeah. high Jays. Yeah. They're, they're like the big mouth. Big mouth. And the thing is that Jays. the Yankees yeah. have just owned that division so much where – they're kind of an afterthought. We don't ever even talk about the Jays, but it's, you know, I mean, they're right there. They're quality. Yeah. And they are, at least at this point, uh, half game back of the Rays in the AL wildcard standings. Bases loaded for the Jays still, still batting and uh, two outs there, only in the top of the third. Rays have added a couple runs for insurance, so 4-1 lead there and batting with a runner on in the bottom of the seventh. And then uh, Nick Castellanos gives the Phillies a 4-3 lead. Four spot for the Phils there. All, all the runs so far in this game coming in the sixth inning. 4-3 Phillies. Uh, into the top of the seventh. And then one more run for the Orioles uh, with uh, Anthony Santander, RBI base hit, knocking Dylan Cease from the game. So 4-2 Orioles into the bottom of the sixth. All right, let's welcome him in. Our guy, Sia Najati, you can follow on Twitter, at uh, Sia Najati, does uh, all things there for Win Daily Sports, PGA, NFL. Uh, find him as well on the First Cut podcast. Sia, it's kind of hard to believe. Here we are. It's the final tournament of the uh, FedEx Cup Playoffs Tour Championship, and the question we always end up coming into every single time of the year with this specific tournament is, how do you handle the odds for the actual winning of the Tour Championship versus the actual odds to actually win the tournament in a, a 29-man field what's what's your general thought process here as you've started to break down the card and uh, look at where all the odds are at here yeah most of the time i'm not looking at the starting strokes in terms of how i'm betting this i'm looking at w- without starting strokes could because i for obvious reasons right i'm not i'm not interested in taking some of those guys at the top that i actually think like are going to win who have let's say a six a five a four shot lead i mean in 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 all reality, there's probably four or five guys, maybe six if you're really pushing it, that can actually win the FedEx Cup. So I looked at things from a not starting with a non-starting strokes mm-hmm. standpoint, both for first round leader and the outright market. And in the matchup market, you know, I actually found one. And I'll just I'll just say it. You know, Cantley's plus 125 against Scotty Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler being minus 155. Now that's with starting strokes involved. So obviously Scotty has that two-shot lead. I still thought that was a pretty rich number for Cantley. So 
Um, I know you, you didn't ask me about matchups, but I didn't like any matchups. That was the only one I kind of liked. I don't mind taking the two-stroke deficit over four rounds. So I kind of like Cantlay plus 125. I actually expect him to win this tournament. So let's start here then. If you're if you're just kind of handicapping this from the without starting stroke standpoint, what we do have at least a little bit of history here. Not all these golfers, of course, have made the tour championship last couple of seasons, but we do have some history here with some of these guys, some of the bigger names. What were you looking at as you started to whittle down your pool? Yeah, first of all, I, I did misspeak. I expect Cantley to win the FedEx Cup playoffs. Mm -hmm. I don't ex necessarily expect him to win the tournament. That's a distinction. Uh, unfortunately, I have to make this week. It It is kind of quite confusing in my opinion. But to answer your question, I looked it off the tee. The rough is pretty penal heel, as, as you guys know. So I'm looking for guys that generally can keep it in these fairways, some of them being narrow. Um, I think approach game is going to be important, but that's not really news in any tournament. Long iron play is probably going to come into play here a little bit. It's a it's a tough course, so bogey avoid is certainly in play here as well. Um, the putting, I'm not really evaluating too much around the green. I'm not really evaluating too much unless you're a bad around the green player, because I do think there are going to be situations where if you're if your short game is bad, specifically around the green, it could really get you in trouble here. But generally speaking, accurate drivers, long drivers, if I can get that too. Good approach all around. Again, the Sia DeJohn joining us right now on Primetime Action. You know, the one conversation we've been having, Sia, between Kelly, Matt, and I, especially during breaks here, is you look at some of these odds, and this is, again, not counting the starting strokes, just to actually win the tournament. It's a 29-person field, and yet you have some of these guys, like the numbers on, and again, any, any player who's in this event has pretty clearly shown the consistency, right, to be able to at least win any sort of PGA-level tournament here. So, I mean, you've got, like, uh, Tom Hoagie's 150-1 to one right now at DraftKings, Sepp Straka, 100-1. What, what do you think of, of some of these guys who are super, super long shots in a field that's literally 29 guys, unlike any other field we normally see in the PGA Tour? Yeah, and just to clarify, those odds, those are for, like, without starting strokes or those with starting strokes? Those, without. those are without, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I totally see your point there. This is golf, right? At the end of the day, whether – so it's it's interesting because, yeah, it's a, to your point, it's a 29-person field. Even if it was a 150-person field, I think guys like Tom Hoagie, we've seen guys like Tom Hoagie or Sepp Straka, they absolutely have shots to win any tournament. So the fact that this field is reduced obviously makes their odds even better, but as it relates to them passing these top guys, with with again, without starting strokes – We've seen that play out. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, of those two guys, I think Sepp Straka is the one that is, especially recently, that has really proven his worth over four rounds, that he's not struck by the moment in, in round four or round three over the weekend. So, yeah, those long odd, odds guys are absolutely in play. Do I expect them to win? No. But to your point, 150 to one, you know, 100 to one, like these guys are proven winners. That's why they're in the final 29. So let's start looking at your card that you have without the starting strokes here. And I think that you go about this a little how I might be going about this, kind of dodging the guys real close to the top. Because, again, their incentive on Sundays might, on Sunday might be different from all the rest of these guys. I mean, if they're with, those, with that lead, they might decide to play conservative. They might decide to coast in here. Huge, huge, huge money up top. Some of these guys, you know, that doesn't behoove them necessarily – play conservative they might as well go absolutely crazy and, and try to climb the leaderboard as far as they can so you're, you're a little bit further down the board as far as like if we were looking at the guys on the starting stroke standpoint but on the betting board without starting strokes you've got some names here that I think people might be surprised at the number next to their name 
Yeah, again, so it's it's three guys. One guy is really kind of a, a long shot for me in a sense, but I'm I'm just uh, I'm playing a little bit of of just sort of the golf narrative how how these guys can just come out and win. But I'll start with Sung J M. Sung J M again without starting strokes is twenty to one. We know he, off the tee, he has been really, really good. That's going to behoove him to be really, really good here this week, too. He does keep it in the fairway as well. The approach game wasn't good last week, but in general, in general has been great. And we know he's good with the putter, too. So, and, and yeah, I mean, everything sort of checks out here. A good, accurate driver, good on these greens. Um, I, I like Sungjae quite a bit at 20 to 1. Again, you have a condensed field. Normally, I wouldn't like it with this talent here, but I do like it at 20 to 1 here. Uh, Connors at 22 to 1. That's not a guy I'm usually on, but he does seem like a really good course fit, a guy that's going to keep it in the fairway. You know, his short game isn't great. The the around the green game has been okay, though, and the putter we've seen even lately, it can get hot from time to time. These aren't super challenging greens either. So I think Connors at 22 to 1 is is solid. And um, Morikawa and Neiman, I'll, I'll go there. Morikawa at 28 to 1, Neiman at 30 to 1. And the the long shot there is Hideki at sixty to one. Again, so just to clarify, because I know we always want to get your first round leader as well. So you have a few, three different first round leaders, and then no, four different guys that you're looking at on the without uh, starting strokes market. Just to just to clarify that. Just yeah, I appreciate you clarifying that with me because I'll I'll start with the outrights. Okay, the the tournament winners without starting strokes. I'll start there. Rom plus nine hundred, Morikawa plus twenty eight hundred. Neiman plus 3,000 and Hideki Matsuyama plus 6,000. That one is the real long shot because I don't think he can really do it over four rounds. To clarify the first round leaders, it's Sungjae at plus 2,000, Connors at plus 2,200, and Hideki at plus 3,500. I do think, let me just start with Hideki right there. I do think if Hideki, he's, I don't think he's going to win this tournament without starting strokes, but I do think he can do it for a round. Well, when it's all, when it's all said and done, I mean, we want to know who you think. I mean, I understand we we don't think this is a perfect format, but it's it's what we're handed. Who do you think lifts the trophy when it's all said and done? I think it's Patrick Cantlay. I think he's going to win the FedEx Cup playoffs. I don't think he's phased by the moment at all. Listen, I absolutely think Scotty is in play here. Xander, of course. Not so much on Sam Burns, maybe Cam Smith. I think Rory's too far back, frankly. So same with Tony Finau. So I only think there's three or four guys in play here. So for me, it's Patrick Cantlay. And it's it's everybody else. I expect Scotty Scheffler to fall a little yeah. bit. Am I going to bet Patrick at plus three hundred? No, but I expect him to hold up the right. trophy. It's, it's as we were talking about yesterday. Hard to really advocate actually betting either of a Cantley or a Scheffler. But if you're going to pick a guy, it makes it makes certainly a lot of sense to do that. Real quick before we let you go, favorite NFL uh, preseason future bet that you are on right now? See ya. Well, so I, I got this a while ago, but I did. I heard you guys talking about the Colts earlier. I did take them when they were plus 105 to win their division. Um, I still like that. I mean, it's it, obviously that that number has changed a little bit. It's a it's a minus 120, minus 130, depending on where you're looking. I think it's still a, a pretty good number. I also kind of still like I like division winners. I still like the Ravens at plus 140. I do think it's a two team race. And I think the Ra Ravens are the better overall team that's, than the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think the Browns have much to offer with Jacoby Brissett for 11 weeks. All right, Colts, Ravens, give them a if you don't already do so, I'd see you in a job. Check all of his stuff out. It's a win daily sports. See, always great to catch up with you, man. Be well. Thank you so much. All right, Matt. It happened. We got there. Double winner, double video, winner video in yeah. one show. Yeah. A double winner video. Kelly, this better be a special one. This uh, better be a special yeah, one. Yeah, sure. All special. Oh, yeah. This is, oh, a, yeah. This is an OG one. OG, that's, you know, that was very appropriate from our technical director, Jeremy Wayne. An OG uh, of the winner video. 6-1, your final. That's the first game of the night that uh, does, does go final. Max Freed, really, really good tonight. Eight innings, 
only gives oh. up the one solo home run. Turned and into an eight spot. The Blue Jays <laughs> ended up with eight. Eight. <laughs> a season going from bad to worse to horrific yes. for the Boston Red Sox. Eight one Blue Jays. Will this be like the night we were on primetime action? The Blue Jays scored 28 in Fenway? I don't know, but eight in the third. When we come back, we'll preview the rest of the MLB slate. few night games still to come. We'll talk about those next. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We're going to circle back to golf here in in just a second because there was one piece of information we didn't really talk about with you and Judd, and that was uh, the the player not in the field. There's a reason why there's only 29 guys, so we'll talk about that uh, in just a second. First, though, before all these night games want uh, start, we want to uh, recap. First off, Paul Spores bets for the night slate tonight. He's got under 7.5 on the strikeouts for Corbin Burns tonight. Paul joining us earlier on the show and also taking a run line position there on the Oakland days. Minus 140 on the A's, plus the one run and a half against Pablo Lopez and the Marlins. I guess if there's anything, Matt, I'm kind of interested in that I would lean maybe a first five under between Aaron Savali and Mike Clevenger there in San Diego. This game starts in about 10 minutes. Uh, Savali has, like Savali, has just had a kind of a lost season, but comes off the IL for a second time and has actually been really good. 14 strikeouts over 10 innings in his first two starts off the IL. We know San Diego's just been really hit or miss at the plate. And Clevenger's been very odd as well this year where he's been great at home, sub three ERA, and really bad on the road, over a four ERA, and I'd, I'd kind of be looking to back those those two uh, conflating things there today. Yeah, Clevenger you, using, I mean, uh, Savali using this r- ridiculous curveball that he's throwing now. Like he's just yeah. throwing it. He's throwing it a ton, right? It's like it's he's increased how much that he's throwing it, and it, people are having real trouble with it. So I'm imagining he's going to give a give it a go tonight with this Padres lineup. That again is like you know some nights has lived up to what we thought they could be, and then other nights you just scratch your head and go, "What's going on with this team?" Mm-hmm. All right, so that's if you can still, and there should be a bunch of flat fours out there right now for first mm-hmm. five. That's where I would look here, uh, at least at DraftKings right now. Padres minus 140, Guardians plus 127 and a half juiced over. And then, as we talked about earlier with that Pablo Lopez Zach Logue matchup, Miami and uh, Oakland, it is Miami minus 150, A's plus 137, uh, juiced over at minus 120. Uh, Burns and Gonsolin, that's really the pitching matchup of the night, though. Uh, Brewers, Dodgers. Dodgers minus 150, Brewers plus 130. So after your inkling last night, Matt, was correct, the Brewers being way too heavily priced as an underdog, kind of a different story tonight where you have two of the best pitchers, although as we've talked about a bunch, Gonsolin has been really, really fortunate. It's just, it seems every time you watch him, it's like one of those years. It just seems like maybe maybe he's just never going to have regression. Like he's just not going to have it. Yeah, it's not not happening this year. We, we we thought that we were yeah we we thought it was going to kick in it ain't kicking in this year so it did not good on him it's the blessed season for Gonsolin but this is uh this is another spore bet here and under seven and a half strikeouts for Corbin Burns and it wasn't even necessarily that he thinks Corbin Burns is going to get chased early or anything he just so that Dodgers lineup just doesn't have a lot of swing and miss in them and expects that that they won't uh, strike out eight times tonight yeah. It's, it's a very valid point because the Dodgers, yeah, that lineup, especially after being shut out last night, uh, Gonsolin, 15 and 1, 212 ERA, even with the 334 fielding independent pitching, 371 X pip, 201 bat pip, batting average on balls in play. Uh, I don't know what else you need to really say. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> all. He's 15 yeah, and 1. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're all. 
Every single thing just screams. I got a beautiful Cy Young taken on him that's never going to get home. <laughs> that's a shame. It's Sorry, Kelly. Go away, Sandy. I mean, hey. Well, Sandy he, got he, lit he, up, though, over the weekend. Say, yeah, so, got, yeah, I mean, he, he got lit up over the weekend. Six earned in, what, three and two-thirds? Gonsolin has a, has a banger tonight. Next Maybe. thing you know, you're right back in this puppy. I mean, yeah. Arias. I think is you're twenty-five guy. to one on Sandy's a little better ticket, probably. Yeah, look, Arias too. Before last night, he his last ten starts was at a point nine six ERA, and I mean the Dodgers had won all ten. Last night, that was what was so rare, and it was why we saw Arias so uh, you know, aggressively priced. Mm-hmm. Really, it was guy's been uh, lights out. Uh, he only gives up one single run, but ends up losing the game. And then the other news that comes out as we kind of transition into some of our headlines for today: Walker Bueller, he he. Uh, informs everybody that it was another Tommy John surgery. So not only was he already ruled out for the end of this year, but Walker Bueller, that's the second time he's had Tommy John surgery, probably out till the end of 2023. So yes, yikes is yeah, what I would say that, to that. That, that one kind of came out of nowhere. If you weren't with us at the top, Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to go ahead and have surgery on his shoulder. Going to miss a significant portion next year as it is anyway. So I guess he decides, hey, might as well go mm-hmm. ahead and go ahead and let it go. Byron Buxton did get placed on the IL due to a right hip strain. Probably the worst time for him to get placed on the IL because again, that is the one of the highly contested divisions there. Michael Kopech on the IL due to a left knee strain, so he is been gone as well. And then really the other news doesn't really involve contenders or teams that you're going to be betting on all that often. So no real reason to harp on that Trevor Story starting rehab or that Nady Evaldi got moved to the IL. These are just, you know, Graham Ashcraft got moved to the IL. You know, these are all (laughs) very much. These are all, these are all guys that you're not betting on their teams anyway. And certainly doesn't have any futures implications because none of those teams are in it. Probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, We heard it today as well. Artie Moreno considering selling the, uh, the angels after, 20 years, which I'm sure some people are like, all right, well, maybe we'll, maybe if that was, happens, we'll actually have say, a chance to keep uh, Shohei Otani. If, if you're you know? an Angels fan, you're probably loving hearing that. I would hearing think that. so, yeah. yeah. You're loving hearing that because the everything was they're going to have to sell in the offseason was, was you can't pay Shohei Otani. He can't afford to pay Shohei Otani half a billion, you know, $500 million while also paying Trout and paying Rendon. Yeah their nine-figure contracts as well, you know? Like, that's the but, path to keeping yeah. Otani. But, you know, look, who knows? Maybe someone wants to come in and maybe and and, and shell out that's that. A- or maybe someone comes in and says, never mind, strip this thing down to the bones, <laughs> and then I'll buy it from you. And then, like, and then we'll go look, from there. Look, it's so. a professional sports team in the Los Angeles area. Like, there no, would be no short but list you of added suitors. The, you added the – Area. Yes, you added the important area. word right there. Yes, I made sure. It yes, it area. Is, it's in the um, area, which is yeah. certainly certainly not the same. Bryce Harper, his first rehab at bat tonight in AAA, goes deep. Goes deep. So yeah, I'm gonna have to watch a, that replay again. The ballpark that he was playing at seemed to not really have like a backstop behind the catcher. It was very odd looking. There was okay. like people just partying behind him as he They're was just hanging out. It's a AAA ballpark, so it, it has a backstop. I'm clearly not seeing something, yeah. but it yeah. was like, uh, is there a clear plexiglass uh, thing going on here? I don't know what I'm Kelly's learned a lot about baseball the last two nights, like how you appeal <laughs> to third. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was my, new for me. Yeah. He's like, there's AAA parks that don't have backstops. <laughs> Triple A ballparks do not represent or resemble the one like in Brockmire. Like they're actually real. I saw one ballparks. replay. And I'm like, what am I looking at? There's like three guys like five feet behind him drinking a beer right, as he's uh, hitting a home run. But Pretty the, sure that's the, yeah. the reason I bring that up though is because I mean, look the 
the, the Phillies are in this like playoff hunt, uh, and yeah. and they're in this playoff race. They already smash as it is, and now you're going to get back one of the premier hitters in all of baseball, and it seems like in fairly short order because, I mean, they started him – at AAA in rehab, like they didn't even like you know send him down for the whole little couple yeah. couple of games in A ball, a couple of games in you know whatever. I mean, so he's officially eligible to come off the list September first. He said this was over the weekend. He's at about eighty five percent with the thumb mobility. So you I mean, you have to like for as much as Philadelphia has been this very odd Jekyll and Hyde team throughout the year, you'd have to like their chances with him in. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Jekyll and Hyde, they are <laughs> in an interesting game right now. Five four lead. Jose Alvarado's in the, on the mound. Paul Spore talked about earlier how he doesn't truly trust this bullpen right now with Sir Anthony Dominguez just placed on the 15-day IL. I totally agree with him on that, Matt. I, I have felt this whole this whole stretch like Sir Anthony was the most valuable piece to that bullpen. So it's uh, Alvarado in 5-4 game, but second and third, nobody out for the Reds, top of the eighth. So a bit of a pickle here for Philadelphia. We'll see if they're able to get out of it. Uh, Cardinals also tack on five in the first, actually six make that in the first five innings. So the Cardinals are running away with game two of that doubleheader. Six, nothing in the top of the fifth. If we're we're talking about teams in the National League who are in the respective playoff races, but so for the Phillies, (laughs) like it's like on one, on the one hand, there are the pros on the, on the other hand, there's still a bullpen that I don't know how you really, really trust, especially with Sir Anthony on the shelf right now. We're sitting, we're sleeping on this Cardinals team, aren't we? Like, it's like we talk so much about the Dodgers and we talk so much about the Mets and like the Braves and all, and and rightfully so. Great teams, great ballparks. I mean, great, great teams, great ball uh, pitching staffs. But man, you look at this, you look at this Cardinals team and they just keep stringing it together. They just keep winning. They keep stringing it together. And I think we're going to be looking up here come playoff time and say, why didn't we have have a futures ticket on this team? Look, I covered the – being in Missouri, covered the Cardinals for like eight years, and it was just like every single year on paper, you're like, come on. Yeah. Come on. This is like an 81-win team. And then every – like every single year without fail, it was like, oh, well, we're going to win 90 games mm-hmm. and be in deep in an NLCS, like no matter what. Uh, my reaction was a, uh, a pop-up that drops. You, you will see this in a second, Matt. Uh, so <laughs> Mets let a pop-up drop just in fair territory. So runners on the corners, one out. Pete Alonso just whiffed. And it Pete is Alonso r- having an interesting night. Yeah, the, the yeah. Mets running it's thing. been an interesting day. Yeah. Oh, he just so, completely misjudged yeah. where that was going to go. He was standing in foul territory. Yeah. Ball lands about two feet in fair territory. So runners on the corners, one out, 2-2 game. Big spot here for the Mets in the bottom of the seventh inning. So we'll see what all happens there. Uh, keep our, our final tabs. The one other game I didn't mention, this is the last late game. Eric Fetty in the Nationals against Robbie Ray and the Mariners. Uh, you want to lay 265 there, Matt, <laughs> on the uh, Mariners tonight? I mean, they're going to win, but no. But no. Yeah. Now, if you want to do the run line, at least at DraftKings, minus 125 on a run line there. Seven and a half, your total little juice to the under at plus 225. Certainly want to get your, your guys' thoughts, though, on the Wills Alatoris, uh, that, that WD, and, and just our general thoughts, too, on the Tour Championship, because we did this whole exercise last night. Mm. How are we going to fade Zalatoris in matchups? Well, he uh, WDs today. So no Zalatoris, 29-player field. Get Kelly and Matt's thoughts on how that will maybe shape their visions of this Tour Championship when we return as we wrap up the show next on Primetime Action.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide drops this Thursday. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. And bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Remember when we said that uh, Jose Alvarado was in a jam? Second and third, nobody out? Matt, got out of it. He got out of it. 
It's like well, it 101 miles. It helps with 101. <laughs> like right down the middle, it goes strikeout, <laughs> looking, strikeout, swinging, strikeout, yeah. swinging. Helps with 100. Five, four Phillies, bottom of the eighth. It's like Man. if I had, if I had a skill, yeah, and it was to throw a baseball incredibly hard. Like that would be a good place to start because you know, I mean, hitting's very, very hard. Throwing a football, right. reading defenses, all the different, but like you know. Throwing very hard, you don't even have to be a starter. You can just specialize in coming in for one inning and throwing 101 miles an hour. That'd be fun. And you can make a living. So that's a good place to start. I think also that's a good tall. place to start. Teach your kids to be tall. Teach kids to be Teach tall. Your, yeah. It's the number one lesson for primetime action yes. in his two year history. My dad told me, like, he was so convinced I was going to be like 6'6. Six, six. And he was just like, <laughs> oh, oh, he, he's so disappointed in like, you. No, oh, after like man. senior of high school, was six six feet. He's like, oh, don't worry. Like, you're going to grow six inches this year, and you're going to get so many D1 offers. I was like, all right, cool. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's like October. Like, yeah, you know, Dad, like a lot of the offers, that's, you know, you, you kind of already have them. So I don't know when I'm going to grow. He's like, don't worry. It's going to happen. I'm like, oh, all right. Like, you said it so matter of factly. And then it just never happened. He's like, do, 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 do. And he's calling up, and he's like, yes. Is this the Rich People Hospital, Wisconsin? I would like to speak to the doctor that told me my son was going to be six foot six, and I would like him fired immediately. I need that HGH plus. <laughs> my son is still six foot one or two or whatever he is. Six one. Six one. <laughs> Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Juan Soto, last minute scratch from the lineup tonight versus the Guardians. Ooh, that uh -huh. Savali number uh -huh. might be a little bit. In, oh, it just, but it already started. It already started. Well, in game, well, in game. <laughs> there's been all kinds of shenanigans <laughs> in this. Ass like we don't have the thing is we don't have the, the sound, but like there's been all kinds of shenanigans in this in this Astros yeah, Twins I, game. Going oh, okay. Here. So you guys like, have that on down below. That's yeah. right. I just saw something come across Twitter about. Altuve got beaned, and then the bench is cleared, but I don't think they did anything. It looked like a bunch of guys standing around. I, I don't think yeah. the bench is ever really even cleared. I don't think they did either. It, it was yeah. just in, in Correa, who used to be an Astro, came over and looked like he was trying to like make peace. And then next thing you know, managers are now on the field. There's all there's all kinds of shenanigans. Dusty's out there with yeah. his toothpick. Uh, pitcher is out for the Twins. <laughs> two, two nothing lead for the Astros. Bottom five runners on first and second. Nobody out. Yeah, it's been a very spicy. Uh, affair there in Houston. And then in a shocking development, Pete Alonzo uh, botching that pop-up, Matt, comes back to bite the Mets. Two runs in now in what should have based, they should have been uh, essentially out of the inning uh, with a drop pop-up, but instead 4-2 now Yankees who've gotten two in the seventh, still batting runners on the corners uh, and two out in that one. So of all the uh, the games with at least somewhat postseason implications, I think we're, we're pretty well uh, caught up on those. As far as the uh, just some of the final thoughts we have on the Tour Championship, I know you, uh, you're going to do – you and uh, – Wes uh, you're with tomorrow? Do full, yep. full break? Yeah. Matt, we have the golf Wes, and I, yep. With Wes Reynolds. So full Tour Championship breakdown in earnest to come tomorrow. But it's just interesting, and we were having this conversation off air. Got to see his thoughts on it as well. With Will Zalatoris, who we did the whole exercise last night. I feel sorry for you, Kelly, because you, you did a lot of – like a lot of breaking down last night. And you had a – how many bets did you end up? Uh, I think I ended up making six matchup bets against him last night, probably over the course of an hour as they oh. were kind of starting to be released here in Vegas. And they they were getting, like, numbers were moving. They were getting pounded. Like, every 20 minutes I'd go back to check on it, and it moved 20, 30 cents the other way. So, yeah, that was fun. That was fun.
kind of new. I, I didn't know though. It, you know, Matt, we kind of we were talking about this earlier off air. You know, you, you you start breaking it down, and we were talking about it here after the show. The crew and I breaking it down a little bit, and you're like, yeah, well, it's kind of like a WGC. You're going to get paid an amount of money. You just need to tee off. But you know, I guess he worked out. You know, it worked out something right with the tour where it's, yeah. hey man, like I'm either going to tee it up and like withdraw. I'm going to go out there left-handed and hit, <laughs> hit it with a putter and then withdraw, or you can just pay me last place money. Yeah. You know? So that's what happened. He's out of the tournament, so we got down, we're down to 29. So it's uh, look, it, look, it's always but a, what it's, that does do though, and and honestly though, it for the people that are a little bit below, right? If we're talking about betting this with strokes, with the starting strokes, having one other additional guy that is ahead of you not in there anymore like makes well, huge yeah makes Xander or Burns or Rory or any of those guys if you like any of those guys a little bit more appealing because not having one of the world class golfers who's been one of the most consistent guys on tour all year long out of the field with him already starting ahead of you is certainly Pretty, pretty interesting for some of these other yeah. guys because it's never that none. It's not so much Kelly. We talk about this all the time when we're saying about getting in live in these tournaments, and this is basically us starting a tournament, getting in live. Yep. Right. Yep. And we say all the time, it's not that these guys can't go low, and it's not that a lot of these guys can't go low. It's how many guys do you have to pass along the way? Right. When and who? And low. who do you have to pass? Right. And and so when one of those guys is now removed from the equation. That is a big, big deal, especially when you're talking about Rory and Burns and these guys that are even further down where the guy who was seven under, who you had to, if your Burns had to make up two strokes, if your Rory you have to make up three strokes on, is now no longer there. So it's it's a pretty big development, way more mm-hmm. than if it had been one of the guys who was starting you know, down below. So the I talked about this. It's kind of funny. So I talked about this a little bit. Uh, before the first playoff event of splashing, we, I, I didn't really see the market uh, up much. Rest of country was just kind of odd, mm-hmm. but William Hill was hanging to here in town of the Tibet to win the FedEx Cup right before the play, first playoff event. And I was kind of talking about that then, Matt, right, of, of splashing a little bit of money on some of the guys that I was betting outrights on in, in that first event. Uh, okay, because if they win it or they're close to winning it, they they launch up so much in the in the rankings that there's value on those bets. It's just kind of comical because I'm looking at the ones that I ended up making. Burns it burns twenty to one. Fitzpatrick thirty to one. Basically the exact yeah, odds that they're going yeah, off yeah. at this week. So I guess I'm already pot committed to those two this week. But yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be interesting breaking down the rest of this. Look, I think me and you are probably going to be you know betting more in the without the starting strokes uh, uh, marketplace. I think that is where you can find a little bit more value. Um, and look, it's probably just going to be a little bit more fun. I mean, those are, you got to assume that the, that these guys, that, you know, the Schefflers, the Cantley, the Shoffleys, there is going to be gamesmanship that comes into this. If on a Sunday, they are up there at the top of the leaderboard. Par's good enough to win. They don't need to make birdies. And you're going to have some guys that you're going to be able to get some longer odds on that need to go for those birdies. And, and the people are going to sit here, and, and if they're if they're just, if you're not aware, if you don't know how this works, right? I mean, you're going to say like, "What? Why are you? Why do you guys keep bringing this up? Like, why would these guys ever put things in cruise control? First place is eighteen million dollars. That's yes. why. Like, <laughs> yeah. first place is eighteen million dollars. Second is six and a half. Third is five million. Like, there's a huge, huge difference in finishing in the top in the top three than there is even finishing seventh, eighth, or ninth, where you're, you know, it's two million and one point five million. So. It is a huge, 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 huge pay jump 
to get into those top three positions. And so, yeah, there there might be some guys put it kind of in in neutral, right? If you find yourself two or three strokes ahead come Sunday, whoever that guy might be, he might be pulling the three wood out. Yeah, like, he might be like yep. hitting putter every time down the field. He just like <laughs> yeah. worm burner it down the down the fairway or whatever. You know, I mean, so that's just something to to keep in mind. And the reason we're we might be aggressive, just kind of giving some foreshadowing to to some of these guys that we might be playing that are going to be super kind of super long shots. The difference, like 29th place, which 20, 30th place is already given out. So in, so mm-hmm. so twenty ninth place is five hundred ten thousand dollars. Right. Whereas making it up into, you know, if you can somehow over the course of four days climb into one of these top 10, I mean, 10th place is a million. Right. I mean, like you were doubling your money by being able to kind of climb up these the, these leaderboards. And again, it's over the course of four days. It's not out of the realm of possibility that someone's at one, that's at one under or two under can really be super, super aggressive here and find themselves, you know, not winning it, but but getting into the top ten. Yeah, totally yeah. get it. The cu- the couple that, I mean, but look, we'll, we'll talk about this a lot on the show tomorrow. I haven't really done much research yet. Matt, I don't know if you have, but I, I will say a couple that are jumping out to me right now on that winner without the starting strokes market, and, and it was a couple guys that see a play too, but I think Morikawa at 28-1 to 1, um, and then Neiman at 30-1, to 1, th- those are two I'll be looking at heavy tonight, because I, I think that's and like Matt, you said, I think the long shots, long shots. This is a twenty-nine man field. One fifty to one on top. And I yeah. was just looking at only there's only one book in Nevada I could even see odds with without the starting strokes. Hoagie's only a hundred to one. Yes, but I mean the fact, like again, it's the principle. One hundred and fifty to one That's in a nuts. in a twenty-nine person field. If they told nuts. me he was playing left-handed, I'd probably start. <laughs> Big thanks, uh, Sean McCom, Wyatt Tomchek, Isaiah Wrinkle, Jeremy Wangle. You guys are awesome as always. For Kelly Bidlin, for Matt Brown, we uh, we have to say goodbye. So so long from primetime action here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.